0: Let me tell you about a life-changing elixir of the gods. I'm talking about Strava Craft Coffee. I'm telling you it will change your life. If you're like me and you drink a lot of coffee, you have noticed those negative side effects. I don't even get jittery that much, but it happens. It can mess with your stomach. It can make you feel run down later on. You can have the crash. As much as we love our coffee... We know all of these things are going to come with it, but you know what? Not with Strava. It has changed my life. It has made me a far more productive and awake and less shaky person as I deal with whatever I've got to deal with throughout the day. Some of these people on Twitter, grab that Strava. It's rich in CBD. It's great coffee that you can purchase in either K-Cups for your Keurig. You can get whole bean, you can ground it yourself, or you can get it ground- Whatever way you take your coffee, they will ship it to you. It's delicious. There's all kinds of different uh, flavors that you can get, and it's good for you. It's actually good for you. I can personally vouch for the health benefits of CBD-infused products, particularly Strava Craft Coffee, that can really help to set uh, my equilibrium. It's good for you. You can try it if you want down at Carbon Cafe and Bar, Drip, Denver, Slow High Coffee, uh, Blue Sparrow Coffee, and Max Market. It's non-psychoactive. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to worry about any of the things that you may have heard uh, about what this crazy CBD stuff is. Is it marijuana? No, it's not any of those things. It's not psychoactive. Uh, You're not going to feel weird or different. It doesn't affect you that way. It's just something that isn't going to give you all of the terrible things that you can oftentimes get from regular coffee, and it's going to help with things like long-term migraines. It's helped me a great deal. Decreasing anxiety. Again, I can personally vouch for this. Arthritis, I get get achy. I've, I've been a tall guy for a very long time. I had a bad back issues i'm i'm telling you i'm not making this up because they're a sponsor though it's awesome and we love them strava craft coffee is phenomenal for all of these things so remember to purchase online for 20 percent off using code dnvr20 and go in the air deep right center go. field is high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome in to- DNVR Rockies podcast presented by The Green Solution. Remember to visit any one of their 18 Colorado locations or go online to mygreensolution.com. Use that promo code DNVR20 and you will get 20% off your entire purchase. I'm your host, Drew Kreisman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. And with me for a second time (laughs) in in recent memory, uh, is my mother. Uh, Mom, thanks for (laughs) being stuck with me uh, as we were quarantined in in Arizona.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's been fun. It's (laughs) stuck together again. That's
0: right. Um, So, you know, I, I figured we'd talk about a couple things. I want to give everyone an indication of some of the things that are going to be coming your way on the podcast over the next week's Uh, or so as we all try to weather this thing, I wanted to give uh, actually a little bit of a rundown on how the Colorado Rockies are viewed by uh, at least the makers of MLB The Show, run through uh, some of the ratings on there just so we have a little bit of very Rockies specific content to give you. Plus uh, with everything going on, I've just been playing some Show lately, and I want to talk about that. But I, I do want to talk about a few things that this whole coronavirus thing is going to impact Major League Baseball, and, and just kind of put them on everyone's radar uh, as we kind of think about some things going forward. But I figured we would actually start with just a personal update um, because that's that's part of what we're we're doing, and I figured it'd be good to have my mom back on. Um, you know, because this is something I think we're all figuring out uh, on our own and together, and, you know, we're, we're doing it with family, and it, it, it happens to be the case that uh, we came down here for spring training uh, b- before this really, you know, got big, and haven't been sure if and when, and still are not sure if and when, well, not if, we're going to return to Colorado, but um, when exactly. Uh, and, and so I, I just thought it was, I don't know, that we should maybe share some of that uh, uncertainty with you and let you know that so far um, we're doing fine. We're doing well. Uh, you know, we, we've we've kept ourselves uh, pretty isolated, which I, I think is a smart thing to do. Uh, with a couple of games that were rained out, uh, we ended up, you know, we haven't been in a, in a large crowd here in a while. Um... And we're just kind of hunkering down, but also, you know, trying we're keeping ourselves entertained. We've been watching a lot of MCU. Mom's getting caught up on Captain America and, and Iron Man and, and all that good stuff. Uh, like I said, I've been streaming a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I just kind of wanted to say, you know, these are the things that I think are responsible to do if, if you can stay home. Uh, I just I just ask that you do so. you know, I've seen a lot of people you know responding to me as as we've been saying some things with the sports and and not going out and people saying, you know are we overreacting? Um, and everyone's gonna have their opinions about this, and I'm not going to be the authority by any means here, but um, I would only ask that you know everyone you know it's getting serious out there just before we came on, the governor of California announced that everyone over 65 needs to stay indoors. And uh, the more of us outside of that group that taken upon ourselves uh, to take those steps if we can, uh, the quicker we can get through this. It's not a matter of, in my view, we're living inside of a bubble or we're no longer living our lives. We're playing music, we're watching movies, we're spending time together. I, you know, I feel like we're living our lives, but we're also taking precautions, right?
1: Right, yeah. Think we're being smart, not stupid.
0: That's the idea. That's the hope. Yeah. Um.
1: And I was just going to say, the governor of California just uh, didn't say just stay inside. He said stay at home. You can go out and play in your garden or your yard or whatever. Getting outside is fine. Uh, But don't go out where there are people, especially people who aren't taking it seriously and may be very... Casual, or even don't pay any attention on how to be safe.
0: Yeah, it's you know, like we went we went to the grocery store today, and I went in, and you know, we're kind of doing the normal thing, getting some supplies, but not going crazy. Yeah. Um, but I mentioned, you know, the guy bagged my groceries. Right. He, he took each one of his item, my items, touched them, and put them into a bag. Those are the kinds of things. It might feel really silly. To not do stuff like that or like I put my finger through my shirt to type in my pin for my debit card and I'm sure the guy looked at me like I was crazy but I will take that look like it's again it it, I feel like some people are saying you're not living your life you're being way overly cautious and I feel like it costs me nothing to put my finger through my shirts. Or for that guy to just <laughs> scan his stuff from, over, scan scan my stuff from over there and don't, you don't need to touch it, right? So let's all be mindful of where we're putting our hands and, and who we're interacting.
1: Right. I think the worst thing about this virus is that you can get it and have a very mild case, but you can spread it to somebody else and that is in one of those vulnerable uh, groups, whether it's the elderly or people with... Uh, you know, less than adequate immune systems, people just recovering from things, uh, you know, people with any kind of breathing problem, asthma, uh, it's going to hit all of them harder.
0: And, and then the other thing, and, and I'm sure people have heard a lot of this, if you haven't, I do think it's really important information to have, and, and it's why I wanted to go over it here just in case, and I promise you we'll move on to other things here now as well, is is that the big thing too, is that we weather these next couple of days and it's really not asking a ton, you know, that, that as much as anything, it's about the, the number of hospital beds that are available. That's, that's the personnel. biggest thing. The, and, and, and personnel. And personnel
1: available. Right. They're being stretched thin already and uh, it's pretty taxing on them.
0: And it's not just people who may contract this virus. We don't want a situation where in four or five days, if you're out riding your bike and you break your ankle, or or worse or suffer a severe concussion and fall and hit your head you can't go to the hospital because they're overwhelmed with this thing so we, we should all do what we can in the next couple of days to avoid that scenario and then we can get back to living our lives completely and fully we're you know it's a we can take caution for a couple of weeks
1: yeah my slogan's been be smart don't kill grandma okay she's <laughs> loved you all
0: her, your life <laughs> that's right that's right um, Let's transition a little bit into some of the ways this has impacted Major League Baseball. Um, uh, if you guys haven't seen the video, I think the official Rockies Twitter sent out one. Uh, Bud Black, John Gray, Kyle Freeland all did very well, I thought. If, if you're interested to see just kind of you know where are they'll get those guys at, uh, that, that's a good video to go and check. There are a couple things I just want to put on your radar screen that these are, you know, are we... Con- we may want to start having conversations about this. One, uh, the big one is minor league baseball players. This this is something that really needs to be thought about and, and given consideration. Obviously, major league ball players uh, probably have the wallets to, to weather this storm, right? Uh, but minor league baseball players, by and large, do not. And they don't get paid... Regardless, necessarily, I'm really hoping the owners are going to come out and say that they're they're covering all of these guys, uh, regardless of whether or not they're playing games. But as we know, there's been a weird, contentious relationship between Rob Manfred and minor league baseball. And you would hope all that stuff would get put aside. But there there needs to be genuine pressure on fans uh, for the league, for the owners to make sure that. All the people who work in the venues and all the minor league ball players uh, can continue to, to get checks. Because while there are certain industries where, you know, your boss may not be able to continue. And that, that's going to get real out there, too. If people can't come to work for a couple of weeks, th- that's going to be scary. But in, in our neck of the woods and in, in professional sports, there is enough money to pay all the people that work in the buildings and to pay all of the minor league players. So so keep your eyes on that and apply pressure on Twitter and, and other places where you can to make sure that that's happening.
1: It seems like many more players have stepped up than honors have and honors really need to get out there and do this. Uh, take some responsibility for the organizations and the systems that, that basically support them and support the major league teams. Um, so, Yes, the minor league players and everybody around the park. You know, I remember stories from when uh, baseball was on strike many years ago, and some of the hardest hit people were the vendors in the ballparks, and that's where they make their money. That's just not a part-time sort of thing. It's really important to them, and they don't have the money to withstand uh, any kind of long-term, out-of-work, out-of-money kind of thing.
0: Right. Also, for those of you who are very rightfully concerned about industries and business and economy, the 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 best advice that I've seen so far is gift cards. If it is within your means, if you if you have stockpiled, if you've got some money, and you want to patronize the local establishment, you know I've been thinking about there are places I, I visit pretty regularly in Boulder that. You know, well, first of all, I'm not in Boulder, but if I was, I wouldn't be going out to some of my favorite restaurants. But maybe I'll buy a gift card once a week, so that when stuff opens back up, you know, you're you're helping them, you're, and and hopefully right. they can stay in business. Because
1: um, if it's a gift card, they're getting the money now, and obviously more people will go use their gift card and spend a little more money later.
0: Right. Uh, so I think there's a lot of little things we can do like that. I don't, I don't see it as. You're not living your life. I see it as you got to find ways to help live your life a little bit more helpful to the people around you, which maybe some of us could do all the time anyway. I don't know. A little, little thought there. But
1: it, it is okay to be socially responsible.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, and and uh, also, uh, you know, you, look, you got to take care of yourself in these times. you got to take care of your teeth. you got to check in with Green Mountain Dental Group see what they're doing, see see how they're doing. Uh, if you need a, a procedure right now, they're the place to go. They're going to take care of you. It's a family-owned dentistry right there in the metro area, just 15 minutes from downtown Denver and Lakewood. Uh, they'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. It's a really fantastic toothbrush, by the way. You should definitely get one of those. They've been a great partner of ours. So again, if you're you know you're trying to patronize some places maybe you can't go in right now but call them and, and make an appointment for a month from now or, or maybe you. about I'm sure there's there's got to be places that are everyone should basically be selling some form of a gift card right now um, so whether it's you know our, our friends and in we go might be hurt but if you know you're gonna go to uh, a ton of events later in the year not right now don't you know let's be safe but Maybe you pay for a month or two of In We Go that you know you're not going to use. Uh, th- those are the way that, that you help uh, these little companies. Of course, you can stock up on Breckenridge Brew. There's there's no there's <laughs> no real problem there. I think as as long as you know you're going to the grocery store to, at a smart time and um, was that I was
1: going to say is Davis still delivering? Oh uh, yeah, think? exactly. So that's it, the best David's. Way to get your alcohol, right? Yeah.
0: Get stuff delivered. Takeout. Those are, those are really good things to be. Doing it this time. So yeah, you know, all of these places, get your Breck brew delivered to you. Um, Like, yeah. All right. So let's, oh, there's one other thing I I was going to say, let's move on from the coronavirus stuff. But I guess there was one uh, or two other little notes I just wanted to put on the radar. One thing that's interesting is I've seen uh, the NCAA came out and said that uh, they're going to give an extra year of eligibility for uh, college players, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Um, that's also going to make drafts really weird.
1: It is gonna, it's going to be weird, but it's really hard on these players that didn't get to not only not do the NCAA tournament, but their own conference tournaments. And uh, we're planning on going into the draft, and, and it's in, it's important for them, and it's long-term important for them. So I thought that was really a nice gesture.
0: I, th- I think that that's one of the more... Heartbreaking sports parts of this has been the high school and, and college seniors,
1: right, whose right.
0: whose careers may have ended this way. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one Vince Carter in the NBA sent out a thing because his career oh, okay. was going to be over at the end of this year. He's uh-huh. only played in the NBA for seven hundred. Yeah. <laughs> God um, said he's
1: still playing. Oh yeah, he's still there. But
0: yeah. this might be the way Vince Carter's career. Ends. right and so that's really weird and sad for the most part though professional ball players in all sports are not in that boat they're right they'll be ready to go but these college and high school kids so as much as it might make the draft weird I yeah. think it's a great thing for right. the NCAA uh, and who have not been my favorite organization
1: <laughs> not my favorite organization but it is yeah uh, you know there's been some questions about and nobody has officially said anything. About the Little League World Series, which we always yeah. watch That's going to be really hard to pull off if they even do. Uh, I, but I haven't heard any official announcements about it.
0: And the younger you are, it's harder to understand why you mm-hmm. can't do your fun thing, even though you're not sick and maybe no one well, you know is sick. And it's, and it's going to be tough to explain to those kids.
1: And think about the teens from Japan and oh, Korea.
0: Wow. That, yeah, now uh, is not the best time the for world, a bunch of cause it's international... Yeah. Yeah. That's... That's going to be brutal. Um, Hopefully, again, and that's why it's important that we try, that everyone take it upon themselves to to try to get this curve down as quickly as possible. Um, And then the other thing that I just was kind of generally thinking about is Major League Baseball season. If we assume it does get underway, if we take some of the more um, optimistic projections that I've seen, but... Let's say we get back to go. I've seen people say maybe 140 game season. We start going in May. I think a lot of people were kind of looking at, at that. And then I've seen some people say they still want to get 162 in if they got to start by there, play a bunch of double headers. I, you know, that could get really weird and complicated in two different ways. I mean, a truncated season, you would have to reschedule almost every game because it, the the it won't be balanced. But
1: don't you think if they did that, if they really tried to, Play maximum number of games and they had to play double headers and not have as many days off. Wouldn't you put more man on the team and wouldn't that now become a weird management thing? Because say, you can have 26 players. If you're playing every day, do you have 30 players or 36 players? I don't... That's something that's like Kind of beyond my ability to think yeah. about even though I've kind of tried.
0: Right. I think those are all bridges we're going to have to cross when we get there, but I just kind of wanted to mention them that, you know, be ready for some weird stuff. Yeah. One way or another, it's it's going to be troublesome for the schedule makers to figure out what to do.
1: World Series at Christmas time, you guys. That's <laughs> what we did. we'll be
0: doing. Well, it's gotten some worse Christmas. Christmas someplace. All yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>, right. All <laughs> right. Um, Okay, so a couple of things I wanted to mention before I get into the Rockies roster as seen by MLB The Show. Uh, I'll have more details for you, both in article form and in podcast form. Uh, but I wanted to let you know basically what to expect in general on the podcast moving forward. We're going to be watching a lot of documentaries and old Rockies baseball games Um, Some just basic baseball movies, but the more I've looked around, the more I've realized that a lot of our favorite classics, uh, Sandlot, Field of Dreams, Moneyball, uh, all the ones that we had in our movie bracket, not available for free on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, whatever. So we got to ask people to buy them or or rent them or, you know, that that can get complicated. We're going to figure all that out, but we're going to start basically having a movie club. The big one I want to put on everyone's radar for sure is Ken Burns and PBS have made uh, Baseball, the documentary, an extraordinarily long 10-part series. They've made the first nine parts of it free uh, as long as the baseball season is suspended. And so Patrick and I, over the next three weeks or so, are going to be watching that. We're going to try to watch it at specific times so that we can both live-tweet it like you know we're all getting together to watch a baseball game and we can tweet out some observations during and then we'll do a podcast afterward where we talk about some of the things we learned some of the more interesting elements around that in between days where we're doing the ken burns baseball documentary we'll be finding old rockies baseball games to discuss um we're still working out the details of that so i kind of gotta gotta leave it there but I've got some potentially really fun and interesting ideas that could work inside of that. Um, guests to talk about games. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I am going to try to do a few dramatic live readings of segments from Manny Arundawa's book on the Blake Street Bombers. Uh, that should be fun. And Patrick and I will be bringing you a few more extra innings things where we sort of recommend something outside of the baseball world From our own personal whatever whatever we like that's going on hey you know I I recommend everyone if it's been a while since you've seen Captain America the Winter Soldier I recommend it Uh, you know stuff like that so we are going to be talking still mostly baseball uh, but it's going to be obviously in a a bit of a different format and I want to keep hearing feedback from all of you on on what you would like to hear as well. I do want to jump in now to this MLB The Show thing. Mom, did you have anything on the on the, the movies and docs? Is there anyone you want to hear? There... All
1: I was going to say was Manny's book about the Blake Street Bombers. If you don't have a copy, uh, I really recommend getting it. I'll be honest. I follow baseball forever, but I didn't used to follow the minor leagues at all. I just got into that in the last several years. And just reading about and learning more about how Dante Bichette was drafted and how he got into baseball or Larry Walker or where they came from and some of the things these guys went to just getting into baseball and getting through the minor leagues uh, was really interesting and a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I, I've, I've really been enjoying it. So stuck inside with a book, now's the time. Uh, to read it. And we'll have other recommendations on on stuff like that. Um, doing everything we can do to encourage you to stay home and not feel bored. I'm going to do everything I can to try to help you not feel bored.
1: I was going to say, there's another book over just plugging books and it's the satchel page. You got me for Christmas several years ago.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I mean, satchel page was, was a, was a great player, but just the stories about where he played and how he played and the interaction with different teams and he talked in that book about Denver being a baseball ta- te- baseball town way back before, you know, we had major league baseball. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, that's a great book.
0: All right. So as we get into, uh, the show, I, I gotta remind everyone that Denver rubber company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term right. projects. Since 1972, Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber, to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses. The blades can be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to meet your exact specifications. Tweet at us if you're using Denver Rubber Company. We want to see what you've done with their projects. Remind people this is another great company to support, and this is actually one that it's relatively safe to go out there, and get their industrialized rubber and anything you could think of they can help custom make all of it you can buy for yourself or you can buy in bulk at a fantastic rate be sure to call them today for any snow plow needs custom gaskets hoses etc at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr and tell them who sent you all right Let's take a look at your Colorado Rockies. As seen in the newest edition of MLB The Show, uh, the standard on the market for many, many years, basically the only video game, uh, baseball video game in existence anymore. There are some arcadey ones, but this is the only sim you're going to get. They do a lot of work to try to make these things as accurate as possible. They have varying degrees of success. The Rockies, uh, I think, do tend to get. A little less nuance in how their players are rated but we're gonna go through and take a look here there are a few interesting things uh, beginning with how they have set up the lineup which I think is really interesting so before we get into the ratings I just want to go they've got Trevor's story leading off uh, which Bud Black has told us explicitly many times was never actually going to be a thing that happened so again that's where you know they probably saw that Trevor Story was leading off a little bit at the end of the year and thought, oh, I guess he's their leadoff hitter now and didn't ask any further questions. Those are the kinds of things that do get updated and changed as the season goes on. Typically, they got Charlie Blackman batting second, Nolan Arenado batting third. Now, that makes a, a ton of sense. If you're going to do that and you're going to stagger, I actually don't mind putting it that way, though I probably have Dahl bat second. And Blackman bat fourth. In this version, they've got Daniel Murphy batting cleanup. They are apparently unconcerned <laughs> with Murphy's you performance. He said he'd be back. I did.
1: He <laughs> said he was going to have him come back here, so.
0: Let's go through that top five. Then they've, they've got Dahl at fifth. Let's talk about sort of the star position players here, um, segmenting them off. And let's get into that Daniel Murphy conversation. They have his contact rating still at 81, which I think is pretty good, uh, against righties, 76, against lefties. So pretty close uh, and, and that's right. He doesn't have massive splits. They've got his power numbers down and again, if you're going based off of last year that makes sense. He's a 55 power against righties, a 49 power against lefties. For some reason they have his fielding at 70 and his reaction at 73. That's way too positive from, from the way I've seen the rest of these. Now in a different year I would think, okay, that's that's sort of a mediocre fielder, but that's, a, that's an above average fielder right now. Uh, I don't I don't know
1: (laughs) we can all hope
0: we can always hope (laughs) this is a very hopeful he's an overall 78 which actually feels about right to me for where Daniel Murphy should be at at this point in his career but it's it's just oddly portioned out here I I would have him as a slightly better hitter and a much worse defender (laughs)
1: It's when he actually makes a play, like the ball bounces Fanny or the throws a little lower or higher or something, and he always looks at his goal like, yep, got it,
0: good. <laughs> Is it in there? Yeah. <laughs> Did I really get it? It's just funny. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, so, so that one's really interesting. Again, yeah, I, I don't see any reason to have uh, Dahl down in fifth rather than fourth or second. Uh, his hitting numbers are, are just better. He's got an 80 contact against righties and 83 against lefties. They've actually gotten better left on left which he was at times last year. The power up there, 69 against righties, 58 against lefties. Again, that feels about right. Maybe a little bit low, uh, but about right. They kind of stretched out the speed this year, and so they don't have quite as many guys in the uppers. Still 65 feels a little bit slow uh, for David for me. I would have him at least at a 70. 73. Uh, he doesn't run quite as well as he used to, but he's still had a couple of times where he's gotten out of the box from the left side and exhibited near elite speed getting to first base. And so 65's pretty low. Um, and then, and then so, so again, for a reference. Now his fielding, they've got him at a 60 fielding, a 61 reaction, a 71 arm strength. Like that's no, if, if, if Daniel Murphy <laughs> is a 70 fielder. Then David Dahl is a 75 or an 80 fielder, Uh, so that that's kind of weird. Nolan is what you would think Nolan would be: 99 reaction and 90 fielding and 88 arm strength. Uh, The contact numbers: 81 against righties, 99 against lefties. That's accurate if you're going to have somebody represent the very top of the curve hitting against lefties. It is Nolan Arenado. Uh, The power numbers again: he's a 99. 99 against left-handed pitching. Uh, Nolan Arenado, I-, I would have to imagine, is the best hitter against left-handed pitching in this game. He's been one of the best hitters against left-handed pitching in baseball for the last several years, so that tracks. And against righties, it's still pretty good at 81-78. Nolan is one of, I believe, five overall 99s in the game, and rightfully so. It's taken a while for him to reach uh, that. Some people think Mike Trout should be the only 99. I, I, I disagree with that assessment, but I think Nolan is rated out pretty much as he should be. Charlie Blackman has dipped down. He's been pretty much a mid-80s guy for the last several years and is down at a, at a 79. They, but, you know, when you look at how they break it down, I think it makes perfect sense. They still have him. As an elite level hitter, he's got 90 contact against righties, 89 against lefties. That's a really, really good split number to have. And then 74 power against righties, 69 against lefties. That's a a damn good hitter. That's just a really, really good hitter. Uh, They have nerfed his defense, as you would expect, especially after what we saw last year. 53 reaction, 61 arm strength, 51 fielding. I would say that's fair, but then I would also say that's what daniel murphy's not to belabor the points <laughs> but I, I think that's kind of what murphy's numbers probably should look like at, at first uh, and then your boy trevor story they've kind of swapped and again i think this kind of tracks with what we've seen a little bit in real life uh for many many years in this game nolan Arenado was the clear best player in the rockies uh, charlie blackman was the clear second best in fact there were a couple of times where charlie blackman was Rated just as well, if not a little bit better than Nolan. He was, he was playing so well for a while there. Um, but he's come down, and it is Trevor Story, who has gone from being a low 80s guy to a mid-80s guy to this year, a 92. Uh, definitely the best Trevor Story has ever been at the beginning of one of these games. He's got a, a rare combination of power, speed, and fielding that you're just not going to find anywhere. And again, tracks with real life. They've got him at an 83 speed. So, again, if, if, if we're assuming... Now, for reference, the only guy where where is he? you know, just to jump real quick to the bench, Garrett Hampson, they've got at 96. I think there's only one guy in the game with 99 speed, and that's Billy Hamilton. It's the only one I've seen so far. So Trevor's Story at 83, where last year he was like a 90, it seems like that's less about... Like, they don't think he's slower. I think that they're just making it so that guys are... That there's more variance there. And maybe that explains that David Dahl's 65 would play up uh, to what a number like that would have in the past. If they're con- still considering it well above average. His defensive numbers are off the chart after being basically the second best defender at shortstop last year. 86 reaction, 90 arm strength, 85 fielding. That feels about right. The power numbers are big. Again, we know why. He hits a lot of dongers. 91 Uh, contact against lefties and 65 against righties. I don't think he's quite that bad against righties, but he does have pretty strong splits, so that's fair. And then 71 power against righties, 87 power against lefties. Like Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story preys on left-handed pitching, and you've got a pretty darn good all-around ball player there. The one thing that I think is way off with him is they've got his stealing down at 46 he hasn't stolen a ton of bases total in his career, but his percentage is really high. So if he's on first base and trying to steal and you're using his natural abilities for the game, I feel like that number should be higher because he's really good at it. Uh, again, uh, one of those nuanced things that I think gets missed with Rockies players a little bit. So what do you think, Mom? Any any, any big gripes there with the, the top five?
1: No, I... You know, I think you did a pretty good job. It's been interesting watching the few spring games that we did get to see, and uh, some players are looking really good, and some are just kind of, yeah, they're okay. But that's what you expect in spring training sometimes, right? Like Ryan Mack's been great. Right. Uh, has hit three home runs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Tapia
0: was just cruising. He was, he like was cruising
1: along. Yeah, he was. Uh, Really putting the bat on the ball. And that one home run he got, you know, out when we were playing the Rangers. We were up oh, Rangers. The Rangers. <laughs> Rangers in surprise. I uh, think he hit it to left field where he plays, and a little kid had been sitting there in a Rockies uniform, yeah. kind of behind, talking to him, and he caught the ball. Oh, he caught, so cute. caught Tapia's home run in the glove. He was so excited. Yeah. It was fun.
0: So speaking of those players... Uh, let's see what MLB The Show did with this this question. You know, where what's the Rockies outfield going to look like? Who are the young guys who are going to get to play? Who's going to be on the bench? I find this fascinating, actually. And I think fans would set it up this way if they were allowed to, but I don't think this was going to happen. Uh, first of all, in, sure, sure. batting sixth, playing second, Ryan McMahon. I think we all agree he's a bit... Nerfed they did not see nerfed by the way, if, if you're listening to this and you, and you don't understand some of the video game technology, it just means weakened um uh, yeah like had the 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 pop taken out. they do have power and they do recognize that he was better left on left last year with his sixty contact against lefties and and seventy five power and that's pretty good left on left, but I just don't think that they realized how good a hitter he was in the second half um and they're not projecting forward too much, so, you know, his overall 73 ranking isn't terrible, but he's better than a 54-60 contact power against right-handed pitching. Um, he
1: did have a two home run game the other day.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there's pop in that bat. The If anything, the power numbers, I think, should be higher. Um, the defense they've got is, is pretty decent. Reaction, 73. Arm strength 63, fielding 66, that fielding number has to come up. That's, he's much better, much, much better. And he was better in last year's game. I don't know. And he got better throughout all of last year. So I think this is really the big miss. The 73 overall for Ryan McMahon, he really should be a 75 or 76. Um, and even if you just look at the individual attributes, you can see where they need to come up. Now, this is interesting batting seventh starting in center field sam hilliard yes yes a 68 overall which i think at this point in his career so this is what i think is is interesting they've i think accurately suggested that he's still a a prospect and that over the course of 162 they wouldn't expect his abilities to necessarily translate to do what he just did in september last year 56 contact 51 right left and then his power, 64.57. That should be way higher. Like the power numbers should just be way higher. But we really don't know anything else. They've got him at 81 speed, so just a little bit slower than Trevor Story. I think he and Story might be about the same. I would
1: think so, yeah. Uh,
0: so, I, so I think that's about fair. The, the fielding numbers are really strange to me. A reaction of 57, that might be okay, especially if he's playing center field. The fielding number of 58 is too low. And the arm strength of 69 is comically low, but they just don't know. That that's a thing they just don't know about Sam Hilliard at the major league level. Um,
1: So isn't it interesting they put him in there at that position without knowing that? That seems odd to me.
0: That that seems odd to me as well. But you know, one of the things these these games do is they update uh, once or twice a week, or once a week, or once every other week. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Um, So if someone's playing really well and exhibiting certain attributes usually they'll just mess with the batting but every once in a while they'll have to bump up a guy's speed or fielding or arm or something because yeah he's a better player than that but I think in general it's fair to say yeah Sam shouldn't be in the 70s quite yet as a baseball player in the majors I also think they kind of had to arbitrarily get there that, that's what this yeah. looks like to me. Yeah, that, exactly. Because his physical skill, the, the problem is Sam is all physical skills.
1: And he looks like a baseball player.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Right. And, right. and so it looks like he should be in there. But when you're, um, the reason Sam isn't already in the major leagues has nothing to do with his ability to run fast or hit the ball hard or throw the ball hard. It has everything to do with whether or not he can track a curveball or a fastball or whatever. And, and that's a little bit more difficult to duplicate in the game. So I get why they've kind of weakened him. Because if you did right. just do it based on his physical attributes...
1: <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd be be there and be higher. Yeah,
0: he'd be much higher. Um, Tony Walters, this is interesting. It, it, I feel like they didn't quite give him enough credit for his fielding. Uh, but it's still pretty good. Again, i got to look around. I, I think maybe catchers are just harder to get elite fielding at this year. Because a reaction of 72... A fielding of 78 uh, there is no you know framing that's not a thing in, in video games because we have electronic computers. right, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, that's a whole other thing um but his hitting is as bad as you would think it's you know 50 contact against righties 54 against lefties almost no power at all 31 power against righties 28 power against lefties All of that's perfectly reasonable. They do have his vision high. I haven't been reading on vision for everybody because it's not as important a statistic. Hilliard's is 14. That's one of the ways, I guess, they tried to make him strike out a lot is to give him super low vision. Uh, So Tony having that 70 vision, that's how he draws those bases loaded walks. So
1: he's already gotten a bases loaded walk, and he's already got a home run. So, hey, I know. Spring training.
0: To run (laughs) through him since I didn't. Ryan McMahon's vision at 35 dolls at 49 that makes sense because max struck out a lot last year david isn't going to strike out that much daniel murphy's vision at 80 makes a ton of sense he really doesn't strike out very often nolan at 76 charlie at 70 and trevor at 41 again fair he, he strikes out a, a decent amount uh, here's another thing that's really interesting there's a lot of questions probably more than anything in spring training was asked who do you think is going to be the rockies five-man bench well, who cares what I think? <laughs> Here's what MLB The Show thinks. They got Ryan Altapia on a bench. Um, Elias Diaz as the backup catcher. Garrett Hampson as your utility man. Josh Fuentes has made the team yeah. in this version of MLB That's The Show. And Ian Desmond, who you know, yeah. I think we all expect to be there. Um, yeah, that, well, let's first just talk about that group. I think... That's pretty close to what we were probably going to see. In fact, that might have been exactly what we saw. I think we would have seen Tapia. Tapia starting
1: and Hilliard on the
0: bench. And that's where I think it could have gotten even more interesting. Because in real life, and we talked about this before, maybe you want Hilliard getting more at bats. And so we might have seen somebody like uh, Jonathan Daza or actually Chris Owings.
1: Yeah, because... Chris is having a good spring training. Or yeah. was having a good spring sure. training. Yeah. Yeah, I think somebody like Sam Hilliard, you don't want them sitting too long too much without getting hits. And that's always the quandary about how do you deal with the guys that aren't on the edge if you want them to be in AAA and keep hitting. Right. Keep playing every day. Right. Stay sharp uh, and bring them up when you need them as opposed to, being a bench
0: warmer, yeah. Well, you can just start him in center field, or I you guess. can start him. I mean, like the show did, yeah. <laughs> get just, him out there. Just throw him out there. Um, but I do think that, that that's a decent um, option. How out the bench? I played a couple of games. Ryan Altapia is the de facto DH against right-handed pitching. Ian Desmond against lefties. That makes perfect sense to me. Uh, we'll run through the numbers in just a second. Uh, Diaz, I think, is was going to get that backup catching job. Garrett Hampson makes too much sense as a super utility guy. And Josh Fuentes, I think, really was going to be that first baseman, third baseman, right-handed hitting option, give Daniel Murphy a day of rest guy. And so I think that's pretty close to what we were going to see with the possible exception of Chris Owings for Sam Hilliard. Now, here's part of the reasons why that makes so much sense. Let's start with Garrett Hampson with his 96-speed, is 88 arm strength, I don't know what they did there. That's just a big, fat mistake. They've, they've given him huge arm strength and not good reaction or fielding. That needs to be swapped around. <laughs> he needs to have an 88 fielding. Maybe the reaction is still a little bit slow, especially if you're playing him out in center field. Um, they have him able to play second, short, and outfield, which is is accurate. Um but he does not have 88 arm strength. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know what they're, why they think Garrett. I don't know who someone. Uh, I, w- I literally would not be surprised if they accidentally swapped fielding and arm strength there because that just doesn't make sense. Um, and, and they don't like his hitting at all. 55, 54, 42, 47. They, they see him as just a below average hitter all the way around, which so far in the major leagues he has been. Um, let me see if I can look at his player card and see if they've got bunting. They do uh, have him 96. 96 bunting and 96 drag bunting. So, um, you know, maybe that's why he bunts in real life. That, and, and I doubt anybody else on the team would be anywhere close to that. Like Tapia, uh, no, 35, 31. That's correct. Tapia is not a good bunter. He never has been, and it's unfortunate because it's something that could have helped him in his game. But uh, I'm glad I looked that up. Now I know what to do when I bring in Garrett Hampson into
1: the game. Um <laughs> And he has been in for a hit this year, right? Yep. Yeah. yep.
0: And he was, he was bunting a lot. But that speed, um, they don't have his stealing up very high, which, again, I don't understand. He's got a good rate. But the 96 speed uh, and the decent arm, that's weird. It should be decent fielding. But that's why the Rockies will have him out there. Uh, Elias Diaz has got a 72 contact rating against lefties. That's great news if that plays out for the Colorado Rockies. If he's truly going to be the platoon guy with Tony Walters uh, and hit and come in and play against lefties. If he can hit them with the 72. Now, he doesn't have much power. Again, that's played out in real life. 40 and 42 uh, are his power numbers and only a 52 contact against righties. So it makes perfect sense that the Rockies would bring in a guy with his profile. Uh, They like his blocking. okay, slightly above average at 55. Uh, But a really good arm, arm strength, 81, arm accuracy, 64. Otherwise, they do not like his fielding, which tracks with everything else I've read about Diaz. His his fielding at 35, his reaction at 38. Balls in the dirt, stuff that bounces away from him, anything he needs to kind of get away from the normal catcher position to do, doesn't appear to be great at. But throwing guys out and getting hits against lefties, take that. Tapia, you know what it is. Again, for some reason, they've got his arm strength up at 75, where the rest of his fielding is not good, 58-58 on fielding and reaction. Um, That's just a weird one to me. I don't know what's going on with the arm strength numbers in these. 73 speed, a little bit lower than he was a year ago. In fact, quite a bit lower. He was like a 91, so um, I'm not quite sure what happened there. I think he's more of an 80 guy, honestly. I, I don't think he's quite the elite runner He was when he was in the minors for some reason. I don't know what that is. He's put on a little bit of muscle to 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 hit for some pop and gotten just a tiny bit slower, which seems strange to me for a guy still in his physical prime. But that's what I'm seeing with my eyes. Um, And his contact numbers are, are pretty darn good, which I appreciate the the research that went into that. 75 contact against righties, 69 against lefties. The power, 41, 44. Not absolutely, you know, not Tony Wolters' numbers, but can get into one if you. If you line it up, the discipline and, and vision are not great at 40 and 62, respectively. Um, but you know, Rhyme on Tapia. Runs well, hits contact. <laughs> that's
1: yeah, yeah.
0: That's what he is. Um, Ian Desmond, properly. They have him crushing lefties, some of the best numbers we've seen so far. And re- and remember, like although, I mean obviously Nolan and Trevor do the thing, but beyond that, a lot of lefties in this lineup, Hilliard, McMahon, Dahl, Blackman, uh, Tapia. And so that Desmond has a 75 contact and 82 power against lefties, that's actually really valuable for you off the bench. They really like his arm accuracy at 87. Fair enough. He tends to make good throws. The strength at 76, that's decent. They don't love his defense and neither do you. Uh, His fielding is 47. (laughs) His reaction is 47. And he's gotten a little bit slower in the game. He used to be kind of 60s to 70 guy now he's at 56 again if we're just stretching the speed scores i think that that makes perfect sense but again his his stealing rate at 39 is low he's a better base stealer than that so i don't know what they're doing there and against righties he's terrible Uh, 49 contact 48 power and again you've seen that too Uh, so i think they pretty much nailed ian desmond honestly i think that's that's pretty that's pretty accurate (laughs) Um, And then Josh Fuentes, they've just made into super generico, man. They very clearly didn't know what to do. Uh, They've got him as a pretty darn good fielder, and I think that makes sense. Fielding, 72, arm strength, 68, arm accuracy, 65, reaction, 68. Um, All of his hitting numbers are in the mid to low 50s and 40s because he hasn't hit yet. Uh, They've got him at 70 speed. That seems a little fast. But yeah, I, I hope know. so. I gotta, That'd be nice. I gotta clock him. I gotta, I, I gotta ask him about that. What happened, What happened with your speed rating there, Josh? And then lastly, let's talk about uh, the pitching here. Uh, really took a hit last year. The Rockies had a couple of guys in the eighties. In fact, they had three guys in the low eighties. Um, and then Kyle Freeland by the end of the year dropped down to a seventy-nine. Now again, I think they've really stretched pitcher rankings so that the the guys at the top, there are really only a, a very few, but these, one, these are brutal. They've got Hermen Marquez as an overall 79. Uh, that's tough, but they do have him with a ton of break and a ton of velocity, 91 and 87, respectively. But they've got him with a tendency to give up home runs and hits. Um, they, they like his command, but th- that's a tough one at 79, for Marquez, it's similar to John Gray at 79. Those were the two 80s pitchers for the Rockies a year ago. I don't know why John went down. I don't get that at all. That, 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 like They didn't see the same season that I saw, apparently, out of John Gray last year. Um, they still like his break and his velocity and his stamina, but they've got him with the tendency to give up home runs. Uh, they do like his strikeout ability a little bit better than Marquez, which is interesting. I feel like they're about the same. Um, but, but that one's rough. And this is where it gets, the, like, I, <laughs> this is where I've got questions. Because <laughs> uh, Kyle Freeland is in the number two slot, but he's got a 65 rating, which, look, if, if you're expecting him to put up the exact same numbers as he did last year, and maybe as a video game, you've got to prepare for that then fine, a 65 is right. He was a 65 last year, but that seems to me like a massive overreaction. And, you know, they basically just have him as a mediocre pitcher in every single category, Um, but I think that'll get updated. But that's going to be a bit rough. Let me put it to you this way. They've got Antonio Sensatella as a 67, so two rankings better than Kyle Freeland. Which is... Seems odd. <laughs> yeah. Seems really odd. There are, like there are, I'm sure there are guys on other teams who had bad years last year but have decent resumes where they mm-hmm. sort of found the middle ground. And with Brockies players, they just don't. And here's another Longer one.
1: Longer history.
0: Yeah. They've got Jeff Hoffman, by the way, as the fifth guy in the rotation at a 63. A 63 seems fair for Jeff Hoffman, though I don't know that he was going to be the fifth guy in the rotation. You know who else is a 63?
1: Wade Davis. The closer. Uh, No.
0: Wade Davis. Now, again, if you're just saying he's going to do what he did last year, then yeah, okay. Uh, But I would be willing to bet a closer who had a really bad year for the Yankees, who was an 85 the year before, would probably be a 72 now. Would not not have dropped as much? Would probably not have dropped quite as much. And, And here's another one. Like, And and here's how you know that that's true. Scott Oberg, who they still have in the setup role, is a 77. Now, look, if you're going to get knocked around for having an 865 ERA, as Wade Davis did, and you go from being an 80 pitcher to being a 63, that's fine if the guy who threw 56 innings and struck out 58 guys with a 225 ERA while pitching a ton of those innings at Coors Field, he should at least be in the 80s. He should probably be in the nineties. <laughs> this is the worst one of the bunch. Scott Oberg has been criminally, <laughs> criminally underrated in this game. That's a joke. That's a joke right there. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm moving on from Scott Oberg. Keep Jake McGee at a 65. Keep Brian Shaw at a 65. Though again. If you're paying close attention, I, I think in a room, if there had been someone who played really close attention to the Rockies last season, they would have said, Sean McGee may have had slightly better surface numbers than Wade Davis did by the end of the year. No one believes they're better pitchers than Wade Davis right now. Not one person who's watched these guys. Or will be better this year. Right. right. That's know? a that's a weird, weird way to go. Now, here's another one where they had to admit, because they had to look at some numbers and go, I guess Carlos Estevez and James Pazos aren't terrible, but apparently that's as far as they went, because they're 71s. Now, let me start with Pazos, because this makes no sense. This is almost as bad as Oberg, because they're going based off of minor league. The, The only way to have him not be good is like he got wrecked in the minors for a little bit last year in both the Philly system and the Rockies system before everything shut down I I did the big article about James Pazos and when he was in Seattle for three years he was really really good not just kind of good and not just for a little while he pitched a hundred innings in Seattle of really really good baseball then he comes to Colorado and you know in the minors he was bad but he got called up in ten innings last year a 174 ERA so so far at the majors he's just been good so what the 71 is about? I don't know. It should at least be a 74, 75, um, and it's the same thing with Carlos Esteves. Like that's a a 3.75 ERA at Coors Field. Again, if you're if you're not going to take Coors Field into account either way, that is, it's just going to be absolutely brutal on some of these pitchers. But a 71 for Carlos Esteves is not accurate. That is not good stuff. That that number should be quite a bit higher. He was an extraordinarily reliable reliever last year and the worst one from the middle group uh, here. Yeah. How does that happen? Hiro uh, Diaz at a 67?
1: It feels like that on the show they don't pay any more attention than MLB does to the Rockies. <laughs>
0: like to the, the it's, it's like now look. Yeah. Diaz and again, if you're looking at a 453 ERA but 63 strikeouts, over 57.2 innings, a 6-4 record. If that's all you're checking out, you might go, that guy was okay. But again, okay, like 67 is, is pretty low for a pitcher. And Jairo Diaz, for the second half of the season, was insanely good. And once he got the closer job, and I don't even know if they, they know that he got the closer job, he only blew one save, and the Rockies still won that game. Like... He was absolutely nails as a rookie, and he was blowing dudes away. I don't get this one at all. I I can fundamentally, in principle, agree that the Rockies don't have a strong bullpen. If anything, I would have nerfed, to use that word again, Shaw and McGee a little bit more. Bring Davis up only a little bit, but Oberg, Pazos... Estevez and Diaz are, are just way, way underrated here. And they have Yency Almonte as the final guy in the bullpen. I only had a, a couple other things I wanted to mention before signing off here, uh, largely because this is the first year that Major League Baseball or that the MLB The Show has had the rights to use minor league players. And I thought it would be interesting to see who was included. Uh, in the Rockies organization. They do still have Chris Owings as an overall 71, so as good as Ian Desmond and, you know, James Pazos, if, if we're comparing to pitchers, better ranking than Josh Fuentes right now. So, uh, again, that's, that's a good reason to understand why he might have been there. Really great fielding numbers for Chris Owings. Uh, good contact against lefties other than that. Doesn't really hit. Uh, just interesting to see who's coming up. Uh, Ty Colbreth, I, I don't think that's really... Correct, and I'm going to skip right by that. Dom Nunez, they have as a 69 uh, on his way up and coming. I think rightfully so. They really like his fielding. I think rightfully so. Uh, so that was interesting to see. They, they've got him rightfully rated a little bit better than Drew Butera, who they've got there at a 68. Uh, Mike Gerber is a guy who we saw a lot this spring, who I didn't see doing much, but they see him as a 68 outfielder right now. I may mean, have to pay a little more attention to him. Uh, reminder that Zach Ross Cup is back with the organization. Oh, they have him as a... Oh, that's a relief pitcher. I was going to say, he's a lefty for sure. Never mind. We're going to continue moving. Uh, they So they have Sam Hilliard as 68, and Zach Roskup is a 68, if you... You know, it's like the weird things here. Yeah, uh, Peter Mooney, shortstop in the system, who we hadn't seen as much of this spring. actually don't know uh, where he's at right now, but they've got him as 67. This one I thought was really interesting. Colton Welker and Brendan Rodgers, both as 67s at third base and shortstop. Uh, they're either really high on Colton Walker or really low on Brendan Rogers.
1: Yeah, that seems really odd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
0: but,
1: they both were playing. Well, Rogers wasn't cuz he wasn't playing much at all. Right. And Walker was. And right before, wasn't Walker sent back to the minors? And right. Rogers got his first outing in the field and then no right. more baseball.
0: <laughs> and then no more baseball. It's also weird that they have Rogers' value tied up in his fielding. It's not. Yeah. It's in his bat. Um then Senzatella at 67. So again, you know, they've got Welker and Rogers as right there on the cusp, and they should be on their way up. Yeah. Uh, Tim Collins in the organization, the, the veteran out of the, the Cubs, they've got him as a 67, so they see him as a, a borderline. You know, they've got Tim Collins rated the exact same as Jairo Diaz, which is, anyway, I'll, I'll get away from that. Jonathan Daza there at a 66. We've seen Eric Stamets. Throughout spring training at a 66, they're at shortstop, which is what Elias Diaz is. So, you know, they're, they're still seeing these guys. As, and, and Kyle Freeland at 65. So, you know. The same. Uh, what's
1: that? The same as McGee and
0: Shaw. Yeah, McGee Freeland. and Shaw. Kyle Freeland, just the same as, actually, when you see their, their numbers. <laughs> seeing those names right <laughs> next to each other doesn't feel yeah. right. And, um, and Davis Lewis. Uh, and, then and yeah, and Davis, he's even further down here underneath. Like, Tyler Nevin, they've got as a 64 overall, if you were just to throw him into the major leagues right now, where Wade Davis is still down there at
1: 63.
0: Three. <laughs> it's kind of brutal, oh, man. Chi-Chi, they see Wade Davis as Chi-Chi Gonzalez. There he is, 63. Again, I don't. Ryan Castellani at 63. That would be nice if he's already at that level and, and ready to move himself up. Ben Bowden, that one hurts, also a 63. Um, yeah. Another guy we're, we're going to see the, the Rockies' big pick last year, Michael Toglia, already at 63. And Ryan Rollison, again, would be very nice if those guys are 63s about to become 70s. <laughs> Almonte and Lambert at 62. Jack Weinkoop, forgot he was in the organization, but he's been doing well. Um, Tim Melville down there at 61. You got to love your boy Tim Melville <laughs> get, getting into the, in the situation. Brian Mundell. As a 61. Uh, Now we're starting to get down into into the... Oh, Ashton Godot at at a 61. Tyler Kinley at 58. That's a number I expect. If you want... Yeah, there's my number for a guy once things get back who's way down here, who, you know, midway through the season is going to be a high 60s, low 70s guy. I'm taking Tyler Kinley. He's not going to stay at a 58. Alan Trejo at 58. Drew Weeks, 58. Miles Jones in the game. How wow, about that? That's
1: neat. Isn't that that's cool? That's really cool.
0: We've seen him out in Grand Junction. And oh, yeah. He's mostly been in the lower levels. Grant Levine at a 56. Yeah. Jose Mujica, 54. Philip Deal, 52. And West. Joe Harvey and Wes Parsons down here at 52 and 50. Those were the guys who were not looking great in the bullpen last year. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's... Um, <laughs> That's fair. So, yeah, a few we uh, we had issues with, but even looking at it in this way, I see a team that can compete there. Um, especially if you know certain things break just the right way. Y'all, you're always hoping for things to break just you the right way. I always would
1: like that, yes.
0: Yeah, so so there you go. Your Colorado Rockies, uh, according to MLB The Show. I apologize to those of you for whom that was completely useless and you don't care at all what the video game people think of your your baseball team. But I, I always think it's interesting to see how they're... Rated in these and kind of what the outside world is is thinking of the Rockies as much as almost any other kind of outside world analysis can be, as you said. Some of this, you know, we, we read national articles where they don't seem to know who Hiro Diaz is. So oh, when yeah. you see rankings yeah. like this, you know, all well, that kind of reflects the national attitude.
1: Yeah, when you see the national writers and you're going, wait a minute, that's not really at all what's going on. Yeah. Or that's not really whatever but even small things you think. Where are they getting their info? How are they doing this?
0: Right. The Trevor story batting leadoff, as, as much as it may seem like a small thing, I feel like that's a big indication of they kind of looked at the way the team was right at the end of last mm-hmm. year, and the Rockies were a weird Frankenstein's monster version of themselves at the end yeah, of last year. Yeah, they finished
1: way differently than we would have Hoped or thought or whatever. Right.
0: And so I think there's one. I think Trevor's the leadoff guy now. Which shows
1: they don't look much further than the superficial part.
0: That's right. But hopefully, before too long, baseball is back and the Rockies are forcing them to update a bunch of these rankings. And if there are any gigantic ones, uh, I'll have to remember to come back on and let people know and reference this conversation. All right. Um, thank you for listening in as we said uh, a while ago you know everybody stay safe be smart take care of each other uh, not just yourselves but take care of each other not just the people right around you it's, we've all got a, a responsibility to one another and if you're going to stay inside and play video games stay inside and play video games uh follow along with me i'll be doing more on twitch as well if If you're not a big gamer, but you're like, can I still get in and watch these things? You can, you can just swing by, you can click on um, on my Twitter feed. If you want to chat with me, I do highly recommend, even if it's not your thing, you don't have to be a gamer. If you go to twitch.com, you just Google search for Twitch, set up an account, it's really easy, and you can chat with me. And so we can sit there and kind of be playing a, a, a baseball game and you can get, you know, typically they're 20 to 40 minutes long for a nine inning game. And you can ask me any question you want and and we'll be playing Rockies baseball and talking about oh man, is it gonna be when I hit a big home run with Sam Hilliard, we can go, oh, won't it be cool when we all get back out there and, and see him do I've been raking with Hilliard so far. <laughs> At first <laughs> and I was that's
1: like, why he's in the starting lineup.
0: <laughs> well and it's right. At first my thought was, well, I'll I'll use him until I realize I really can't hit with him, then I'm gonna get my guy Tapia in there. And I haven't been able to get Toppy into the starting lineup yet because I rake with Hilliard, and that's a, like a thing we could see in real life. That's that's how it works sometimes. You know, it is. You it see is. what he bizarre
1: as it is. It yeah.
0: is. All right. Make sure you're doing all the social media stuff. You're subscribing to everything. You're you're buying gift cards to your favorite establishments. Uh, you're supporting whatever it is within your means to support. I, I really appreciate you listening in, taking the time out of your day. And doing your part. Thank you for continuing to be absolutely awesome. We will continue to be absolutely Barbara and Drew Kreisman. And until next time, we will see you.
1: At the ballpark.
0: Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits has two locations in Centennial and Highlands Ranch. These guys are locally owned and have a massive selection. Carry our personal favorite Breckenridge brews and offer delivery to your door download their app today for incredible deals and sign up for their loyalty program if you're really lazy or just being smart right now get the booze delivered to your door davidson's always has the best offers look them up on the app for your deal of the day you can request products to be ordered into the store if they don't have them so tweet at us when you go there or when you've gotten that package delivered to your door we'll be able to share it with everybody It's smart to be hunkered down right now, but maybe not smart to be doing it without any of your beer, wine, and spirits, especially those comforting Breck brews. So, download the app today for incredible deals, sign up for the loyalty program, and get booze delivered to you from our friends at Davidson's.